So the first time you hear the, the concept of Halloween, when you're a kid, your brain can't even process the information. You can, you're like, what, what is this? What did you say? So what did you say about giving out candy? Who was giving out candy? Everyone that we know is just giving out candy? Are you kidding me? When is this happening? Where? Why? Take me with you. I, I gotta be a part of this. I'll do anything that they want. I can wear that. Happy Halloween and welcome to the 8160 On the Bridge with Chris Aguirian. I love that bit from Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was part of, I believe, I'm, I'm telling you for the last time, one which came out years ago now. But uh, it's just always one of those things I think of whenever I think of Halloween. And he goes on, you should look it up and watch it on YouTube, but to talk about how, of course, he was Superman and how he put on Superman's costume and it looked more like Superman's robe. And then, <laughs> of course, his mom makes him wear a coat under it or right. over it. And uh, it's just a great bit on Halloween. But yes, happy Halloween to you as uh, you're perhaps giving out candy right now to trick-or-treaters at your door or will be later tonight. Or maybe you're getting ready uh, to go out to a, a Halloween e a Halloween night party. And uh, we're going to be your entertainment as you put on crazy face makeup awesome. paint stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a fun show tonight. Uh, we've got some special guests in. We have uh, Michelle Bacon joining what? us, who uh, works at the station here and also spends time volunteering for a great Kansas City-based charity called Midwest Music Foundation that works with musicians who need emergency medical health care. Every year they put on an annual event, which that's what the word annual means every year, uh, <laughs> called Apocalypse Meow. And this year, the event has gotten larger than it has ever been. And it is now three days. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday coming up this weekend. Friday night, it kicks off for free at Mills Records. Saturday, it goes to Record Bar. And Sunday after, afternoon, morning, it returns back to Record Bar for brunch. In case you didn't know, Record Bar has brunch. Say hello, Michelle. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Also joining us is our good friend, Isaac awesome. of the band Hembry. Welcome, Isaac. Hello. Uh, we're big fans of the band, uh, and I'm big fans of I I'm a big fan of Isaac. And um, they have a brand new record coming out this Friday, November third. The record is called Had It All. Correct. Correct. And it's amazing. And, I'm uh, big fans of you all too. Oh, thanks for saying that. <laughs> Mutual admiration society here. And uh, we're gonna go through the entire EP. We're gonna talk about uh, the songs. We're gonna talk about. Uh, being in a band, talking about being on the road. I'm just gonna talk. And um, you know, you guys are on this good path right now. And I know a lot of musicians listen to this show because when I mess up their gig announcements or the names <laughs> of their song or a band on the bill with Straight them, the they Facebook text messenger. me or Facebook message me while we're on the show live. So I think <laughs> it's good. It's good. It works you know, out well. I've known you for five, six years a while or so, now. and you offer really interesting insight. I think, and maybe we can peel back some things and share that with some folks on the show today. Um, but b before we get to Hembry's part of the show, to talk about Apocalypse Meow for a second, tell us about Apocalypse Meow, Michelle Bacon, and uh, some of the bands playing this weekend. Yeah, so it's going to be the 10th annual Apocalypse Meow. Um, this event started in 2008 with a local musician named Abigail Henderson. Um, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, and so a bunch of her friends got together and threw a benefit show for her. 
Um, after that, she and her husband, Chris Mech, started Midwest Music Foundation, which helps local musicians and music workers with emergency health care. Um, and it also brings like education. We've got something called Rock Docs, which is a collaboration between the University of Kansas and the Community Health Council of Wyandotte County. Um, they'll be on hand to give health care information, screenings, wellness programs, things like that. Um, so it's just a really cool event that's expanded into three days, like you'd said. And we've got a lot of bands. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to, to give it a face, if you know, if you're a person in this community and you're listening to this radio station, so you're already a music fan, but you know, you've you've got a great Kansas City favorite band and say that they're also maybe they're a bartender at a bar and they're going home from work one night and they get in a, a car accident and they break their arm which is also the arm they used to play the guitar, which is also the arm they used to pour pour liquor at the bar they work at, and now they can't work. And they don't have insurance because insurance is difficult. And so they have no ways to pay for anything. So Midwest Music Foundation works with them to get them grants, and also, beyond that, to help get them affordable care. Um, they have some lawyers that have helped, about, helped out in the past with different musicians, but it's just to try to help them continue living so they don't become homeless. Mm-hmm. And it can be something as as simple, which isn't simple when you don't have insurance, it's a broken arm, or in Abby's case, who was one of the greatest humans ever, cancer. And uh, it's a hugely uh, important organization here in Kansas City. And so much, in, in fact, the mayor even recorded a commercial for MMF this year, which is amazing. Um, it's it's circulating on Mid, uh, Midwest Music Foundation's Facebook page. I don't know where else it's visible, but um, I know I put it in my middle of map picks of the week video because it's cool to see the mayor say and stumble over apocalypse meow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he called it something silly, like curiously titled or something like that. So that's awesome. Uh, but it is a great event. Um, one of the bands that's going to be playing on Friday night at the or Saturday night at the record bar is Brandon Phillips and the Condition. Brandon Phillips is the longtime frontman of the band The Architects, and he started this project recently, and it is so different than The Architects. I couldn't believe how different it was. Uh, they played the Plaza Art Fair, and after the set, I went up to him and I said, dude, you guys just blew me away. And it's, it's Adam up front and his brother, uh, uh, Zach, to help me out. Yeah, Zach on drums. And then, who's also the drummer from the Architects? And or Adam on drums, sorry. Adam Zach on drums. On bass. <laughs> and then they have backup singers as well. Um, Julie, who used to be in the Late Night Callers, is doing backup for them, which it's that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. But it's just this big sound. It's a fun sound. And, for example, they covered Uptown Girl, which I couldn't believe uh, that they would jump into that song, that, that Brandon would lead into Uptown Girl. But um, it's it should be a great night of music. Also, um, some of the other bands playing that night: Split Lip Rayfield, Michelle Bacon's band, Chris Meck and the Guilty Birds, the unbelievably talented multi-instrumentalist, a lots of time harpist Calvin Arsenia, uh, Nathan Corsi, show person, yeah, <laughs> Nathan Corsi of Not a Planet, Ivory Black. And uh, that's like seven or eight acts just on Saturday night at the record bar. And Sandoval, who's doing oh, a reunion yeah. show. Uh, I get, they played the first Apocalypse Meow, and they were one of Abigail's favorite bands. So I think oh, it's really? going to be special. Yeah, That's cool. 
Um, so we're going to play a song right now from Brandon Phillips in The Condition. It's called Clean and Sober. Uh, when you like it, you can come out on Saturday night to Record Bar and hear it as part of Apocalypse Meow. Again, you can find out more information at Midwest Music Foundation's website and also their Facebook page. And all the money goes to help out musicians who need emergency medical health care. Here's music from Brandon Phillips and The Condition. I've never been better I've never been worse Look down over Eden From my palace, my curse I wish to Never as close as I could be I'll give you what you want Searching for courage 
Brandon Phillips and the condition. This song is called Clean and Silver. His band will be part of Apocalypse Meow happening this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They're playing on Saturday night at the Record Bar. For more information on Apocalypse Meow, you can find it at Midwest Music Foundation's website or on Facebook. Or just type in Apocalypse Meow on Facebook and I bet you get there. Yeah. It's an amazing fundraiser uh, for an amazing charity and uh, always one of my favorite nights now weekends full weekends of the year and there are a lot of other things going on at apocalypse meow in relation to the money the fundraising type elements so for instance one of the items that they've got are a pair of front row tickets to go see madison ward and the mama bear in december yeah there's an amazing silent auction and a lot of raffles so many different restaurants and vendors that support music and the arts donate crazy stuff uh, a lot of things have gone on to become Christmas gift items exactly. for people in my circle yeah. that I've bought. Uh, one year we got, I bought tickets to see Natalie Merchant at the Kauffman Center with the Kansas City Symphony. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. And um, they were cheaper than face value, uh, <laughs> buying them on the on the uh, silent auction. So it was a nice way to see that show. Right. But uh, thank you for hanging out with us, Michelle Bacon. Thanks, Michelle Bacon. And uh, we'll see you this weekend at... Apocalypse Meow, especially while you're playing with Chris Meck and the Guilty Birds Saturday night. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thank you, ma'am. As we mentioned at the top of the show, we're hanging out this week with our friend Isaac from the band Hembry. Uh, We asked everyone in the band to come, but no one else wanted to come. So we just have (laughs) Isaac. I think, well, the two guys from Chicago would do anything to be here. I don't need any explanation. (laughs) (laughs) The Noise Boys, the, the Ward noise boys. boys. They'd be here if they could. Uh, the the Noise, uh, the, the the band Noise FM is a great band, originally from Lawrence, Kansas. Now, sort of uh, by state, uh, between some of them live here in Kansas City, and then some of them live in Chicago. Now they're part of your band, Hembry. Right. And uh, they've been out on tour with you guys. You've just finished a run of shows out with Junior Junior. And one of those nights brought you through the record bar, which was a great show. Thank you. It was also devastatingly hot in there. <laughs> we like them toasty. You uh, know? That was a, a weekend. Hot room. <laughs> air conditioner went out at record bar. It was warm uh, up there. On a weekend full of shows. I remember that. And uh, But it was a great set you played. And um, tell us about that. how that whole thing came together a little bit. That tour. I mean, if you're not familiar with Junior Junior, they had a huge song placement recently. Uh, they used to be called... Dale Earnhardt Jr. Right. Jr. And of course, that earned them a, probably a couple lawsuits. <laughs> he was really cool with it, actually. Apparently, Dale Jr. is a fan. And yeah. they said he's an awesome dude. Um, but I think they started, we talked to them quite a bit about it. And they said that they started to have people showing up thinking that either Dale Earnhardt Jr. was going to be speaking <laughs> at these clubs, like these, That's awesome. these venues, <laughs> or that they, they, they were some sort of like, you know, offspring of. <laughs> of that Earnhardt family. So <laughs> they were like, sense. this is getting a little weird. And they kept getting tweets directed to <laughs> Dale Earnhardt Jr. But people would just see, you know how Twitter like populates your different the handles that you can yeah. tweet at. So I think people were just accidentally tweeting at them like, you should have won, Dale. Oh. <laughs> and they're like, okay, this is, this needs to end. This they whole were- show could derail right now onto NASCAR jokes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we could talk. We could just dish on some NASCAR. I'm sure they jokes. have plenty of great stories oh, about yeah. that too. Well, uh, they used awesome. to play in NASCAR outfits too, so they totally oh. embraced it for a while. But I think they just it got to a point where they're like, we can't do this anymore. So they switched it huh. to Junior Junior, and then they actually had their biggest song as Junior Junior, 
that song gone did really well for them and um but yeah that tour was amazing they were so cool and as far as like they treated us really well they were sweet humans great people and um it was just so nice of them to take us out you know of all the bands they could have taken there's there were so many people that submitted to be on that tour and they brought a band from kansas city that's awesome and uh yeah uh rl who's a friend of the show sure uh, he works pretty closely with their manager on some merchandise stuff and um so just through knowing a few people that work for them i know someone that works on their booking team i was like hey we love this band alex and austin from noise fm and like chris said they're playing with us they are diehard fans they were out there dancing every night so it was really cool to open for a band that we really respect, really admire. We had we had a blast. It ended too soon. Oh. Um, do, you, do you want to get into how it ended? Yeah, I, Josh from Junior Junior got a uh, polyp on his vocal cord. Oh no! Yeah, so his doctor or the doctor he stopped to see in San Francisco ordered him to stop touring immediately. Understandable. Yeah, I mean he was a trooper for even playing the San Francisco show and. Um, it was really sad. It was like we went to summer camp with these guys oh. for, and their tour manager, Robin, she's amazing. And uh, we got to know all of them really well over the course of eight or nine shows. And then you got to say bye. Yeah. So you had to cancel the last four shows. We lost our last four shows. They had to cancel their entire tour. And the, I felt so bad. Those guys were, they were crushed. I mean, they had people coming out every night to see them and right. um, they felt like they were letting their fans down, but everyone was really positive about it. They said Good. all their fans were like, we understand we get that you need to heal this is your career and we felt the same way yeah. it's like you, they have had a really successful run and uh, to continue that they gotta be fully rested right. so your last show with them was in san fran uh san francisco yeah a place called the independent it and was then great. Uh, and then from there you guys decided to make the wise decision to head to las vegas to hang out for a little while yeah and that's only gonna happen because alex and austin are playing in the band now those guys just <laughs> if you look at that on a map and you're in a band van. That's a really terrible idea. Well, I mean, we're in a band. We, that's what we're here to do is make terrible decisions, right? Just geographically, it's... I got it. I've made that drive from uh, Vegas to here, and I don't remember, you know, the San Fran part's just, uh, it's way up north right. of there. And... Beautiful. So yeah. we were actually going to take a route that went south from San Francisco and down through, like, Arizona and everything. Oh, I took that so, route home, yeah. That's the way we were going. We're in the middle of nowhere, California, and we stop at this in this little town. They have an In-N-Out burger, and we stop, and we're like, okay, so where are we going to drive to tonight? Where's What's our stopping point? And, and you're like, all depressed from the... We're super bummed because yeah. the show ends, and Austin Ward is like, well, hey, you know, uh, Vegas is... Uh, it's two hours away. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, it is only two hours away, and he's like, yeah, I mean, Vegas. And he just kept saying <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> And it was very persuasive. So eventually we just gave in. We're like, you know what? Let's go to Vegas. So we, had a, we had a I treat mean, yourself day. On. Nice. Post tour, we hung out at the pool and had one more day of summer. It was awesome. Well, if you're just tuning in, this is the 8160 here on 90.9 The Bridge. And uh, we're joined this week on the show by Isaac of the band Hembry, who are releasing their brand new record, which is called Had It All, on this Friday, November 3rd. It'll be available I presume everywhere music's available, iTunes, Spotify, Apple It'll be Music, everywhere. everywhere. And uh, we're going to play the record track for track, and we're going to kick it off with the title track of the record, Had It All. Is there anything you want to say about this song before we push play? Uh, I guess briefly, yeah. This song was one that we wrote really 
early on in the like when the band was getting started and we could never get it right uh, we think we re-recorded it chris knows uh, he knows how many versions of songs i've made and uh <laughs> yeah after like five versions i was finally satisfied with it so wow. yeah it took a lot of revision to get it there but really like how it turned out yeah, i love this song too thanks too uh, a great way to kick off the record you hear um, things in the tracks that our own bandmates can't hear <laughs> got those golden ears <laughs> Well, here's music from Hembry, the title track to their brand new record out this Friday, Had It All. And we should also plug, they have a gig coming up here in Kansas City. It's, uh, when is your gig? November 25th at, at the, the new Truman. All right. There it is. With Joywave. Here it is. Here's That's music from Hembry. It's going to be good.
was brand new music from Hembry. That's the title track to their brand new record, Had It All, which comes out this Friday, November 3rd. And again, you can catch them on uh, Saturday night, uh, November 25th, down at the Truman, opening up for Joywave. Also on that bill is another band called The Aces and another band named Maybird, four bands on that bill that night. And it's a holiday weekend, so why not see four bands? Why not? Yeah. You'll be um, full of turkey and <laughs> ready turkey to rock. Le- turkey leftovers at that yeah, point, that's probably. Exactly right. uh, the extra voice you're hearing is that of Isaac of the band Hembry. He's hanging out with us for the whole show today as we play every track from this record, talk about them, and then other silly stuff along the way. Uh, full disclosure Isaac's one of my favorite humans, and we get to <laughs> hang out quite a bit. Chris is one of mine. And as well. uh, <laughs> we often go to lunch and talk about way too many bands and talk shop and i feel that when we're in a, that element we talk a thousand words a minute oh yeah and uh like a some sort of stockbroker thing just like, i always wonder what the the wait staff and stuff thinks of us they're like here's those two guys that order the same thing every time and <laughs> they always plan these lunches that you would think would last like you know a standard lunch like 45 yeah, minutes an hour and it's like oh good. is it three <laughs> We got here at noon. Okay, well, we better we better be on our way. <laughs> we accomplish a lot, though. We do. We get a lot done. Yeah. And then when we're not there, there's plenty of texts going on back and forth, and usually about bands we both mutually hate. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> mutually hate. He's like, I, is that how you look at it? This is interesting. Expose. I need to have a camera in this studio. We can't talk about those bands because <laughs> we both work oh, in this world. But, the, you know, just. You're talking about those bands. Those <laughs> bands. It's you not, know. yeah, it's no one that we know. It's, no, of course not. We love the the hometowns. Oh, obviously, yeah, that's what that's what my whole life is. Right. But uh, you know, the, there's a few no paper trail conversations where we talk about some big bands that we just. That's just, my favorite hashtag. Hashtag no paper trail. <laughs> Go ahead and use that, everybody. Um, Text in and let us know who you think we don't <laughs> like listening to. <laughs> no, don't. Let's not um, do that. <laughs> We're going to play the second track from the record, which is called Hold Your Love. Tell us about that song. So this one uh, was the last track that we put on the EP or finished for the EP. And uh, it was the opposite of Had It All in that it did not take nearly as much time. Um, This song was one that I didn't even know. It was a demo for what I thought would be our record. And Eric, uh, our, our keyboardist, he texted me. He his sleeping schedule is crazy. I know you have a wild sleeping schedule, yeah. and uh, so him, and you two, I'll get texts at random hours. I'm like, yeah, eh, probably. <laughs> he works out. at the Granada and right. close at like two. Exactly. So, yeah. so uh, one of those nights, he was listening through a batch of demos, and I got several texts. And he's like, "What are we doing? We have to get this one on there." Um, and I love working with Eric because he just has a really good perspective on stuff like that. And um, him and Garrett both, they just have. A really good ears they have really good ears and they have a good sense of like what works with the band and what's yeah. cohesive and well as um, you guys were kind of coming up and, and finding your new voice with Hembry right what what Eric added on keys was awesome yeah he's he does a fantastic job he's one of the most driven musicians he will yeah. do anything to you know make sure that everyone in the band is happy with his part writing with his um, just with his key work in general so he's a dream bandmate yeah. And he's amazing at loading a van. So, Eric, if you're listening. <laughs> oh, man. Very important. <laughs> yes. Like that person. Full package. But yeah, I trust, I trust his judgment a lot on, on my writing. And I send him all my demos and stuff. And uh, he just, whenever he has a strong opinion, I definitely, uh, I then 
factor that in and you know take his judgment very seriously so he was like we got to do this song we have to get this song on the ep so we rushed to get it done cool and uh, awesome. i'm really happy with how it turned out it's a good song thank you well and again that's the voice of isaac from the van hembry they have a brand new record coming out this friday everywhere that music is available you can grab it this is the second track from the record it's called hold your love brand new music from Hembry. The song is called Hold Your Love from their brand new record called Had It All, which comes out this Friday, November 3rd. You can get it anywhere you buy your digital music. And if you love what you heard, which hopefully you did, you can catch them on Saturday night, November 25th, down at Kansas City's brand new, newest venue, uh, The Truman, 
which is down at Truman and Cherry Road. They're going to be on a bill opening up for a band called Joy Wave. You may have seen them recently when they were out at Starlight. Who were they out there with? Young the Giant. Young the Giant. Uh, it was one of those weird rain weekend shows. Yeah, Cold War Kids uh, was supposed to be on the bill. They were on the bill, and then there was a crazy storm. Right. Um, we were almost on the bill. And Joy Wave got, ended up playing the rain a, situation. Joy Wave ended up playing at a Vinyl Renaissance. Right. What? Free Those show. Those guys are cool. They're just down to do whatever. Yeah. They're super cool. Uh, that voice you're hearing is uh, that of Isaac of the band Hembry. He's hanging out with us this week here on the show as we play every track from the brand new record. Again, had it all available everywhere this Friday. Thanks for coming in and hanging out with us. Thank you all for having me. Some um, of my favorite people. <laughs> I'd sent you some talking points uh, late, late last night. <laughs> Back and, to the weird times. <laughs> And you know, one of the things that me and you've always connected on is me being sort of a marketing guy, a spreadsheet guy, is your business sensibility to the band. Right. And you, you're you still a young, uh, young man, but even five, six years ago, a very young man, you always had this, you treated your band like a business. And I, and I know we have a lot of musicians that listen to this show, because like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if we make an error, they text us and, and tell us we screwed up. <laughs> That's very true. So... You know, I don't know how you se- segment your week or your day. Um, if you have certain parts, certain days of the week where you work on songwriting, certain days of the week that you work on social media, and then before you had label relationships and management, uh, tour management relationships, how did you do that? Maybe if you can spend a couple minutes yeah, talking about absolutely. that. Yeah, absolutely. As a, to try to influence the next young band definitely yeah i tried i used to try to do them all it was all intertwined and i realized that i wasn't getting any good results like from a creative standpoint when you're when your mind is focused on the business you know then it's time to be creative if you're doing them too close in proximity then i think sometimes it just yields kind of just i don't know confused results or something get locked up yeah definitely so over the years i've definitely learned that when i'm in the like in the creative zone or whatever you want to call it. Like when I'm trying to create and, and make something, I definitely have to get in the right kind of headspace for that. I need to be totally solely focused on making the songs and no distractions. Uh, I definitely do, like Chris said, come from like that kind of strategic marketing background and all that stuff. You know, where'd that come from? I have no idea. (laughs) Um, my dad owned, was a business owner. he, own mass street music and i think it's mostly just but i think for the most part it's probably coming from my mother who is a master of communication she loves talking to people interacting with people and i think for me that's where it all comes from is i i love the interaction right i love getting to know people it's one of my favorite things about touring is that you can impact someone by you don't know what they what kind of day they were having you play a show all of a sudden they're having a good day if they enjoy the performance or they meet some of the band or whatever um it's astonishing to me that people want to meet us i think it's hilarious but uh that's great that they people are engaging and it's cool to me that you can influence people in a positive way with music and and something that you know i i recorded in my bedroom or a, a small studio or whatever and it translates and and it works with works for them and that they're into it but i guess um from like a marketing and and creative standpoint um i've definitely learned to separate the two i think it is important to treat your band seriously and treat it like to value yourself Mm -hmm. and to show that your band is or your band or your writing or whatever it may be that there's 
a value to your project. Uh, I think sometimes from my work with AEG and stuff, I see bands get too desperate because we all want our stuff to get out there. Right. I think you have to make sacrifices and you need to go do things that you need to do stuff to promote yourself. And sometimes you need to do things for free and stuff like that. But I think sometimes musicians, we undervalue ourselves almost too much. And I've just learned to value what we do and take it seriously, just like I would my job or whatever. Um, because for better or worse, it's kind of how the world runs now. You know, we all have to be interconnected and we're always interacting on social media. We have to engage with people. There's definitely times where I I don't feel like doing all of that stuff, but it's good to engage with people. And, um, I don't know if that answers it, but just trying to, uh, connect with people. That's what I really enjoy doing. Where did you intern along the way? Uh, I interned at C3 Presents down in Austin after a band that Chris knows well broke up, Quiet Corral, yeah. my first uh, band. That's how we met. QC forever. Chris is keeping the dream alive. <laughs> the bridge is keeping the dream alive. Yeah, yeah we are. Uh, still, still playing it. <laughs> We've got it in rotation. Still playing it. And he lets me know when y'all play it. But <laughs> I interned at C3 Presents after Quiet Corral ended because I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep doing the music thing or if I wanted to work in the music industry. Turns out I'm doing both, <laughs> and that's Which fine. Which is pretty normal, though. I mean, yes, absolutely. Working musicians, you know, if you're not out, it's cool to have uh, some gig that gives you insurance. Absolutely. Um, th- th- those things don't hurt. So. Yes, for sure. And um, But I interned at C3 Presents and just learned so much about the music industry and how it all works. And uh, after that, came back, started working for Brett Mosman at Pipeline Productions and got into the talent buyer world and did all that stuff and then now have landed over at AEG. Yeah. And it's been great. I it's a very bizarre place to be as a musician. Not I love the job, I love the people, but it's wild to literally work on both sides. Yeah. So I can imagine. There was a, a, a funny example is our booking agent sent my boss an email saying, Hey, can you guys get Hembry added to the Joy Wave show? <laughs> and it was my fault that Hembry wasn't added on the Joy Wave show. <laughs> but, but it has been since added back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But That's you perfect. get to yeah, you get yeah. to see both sides of the music industry and see how it all runs and it's a wild world. It's kind of the wild west. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's just it's definitely a, a funny word, but like a hustle for sure. With yeah. being in a band and just trying to get your stuff out there. Well, let's hear some more music. Um, we are on track three, I believe. Track three. The song is called Two Sides, and it's from the brand new record, Had It All, again, out this Friday. Anything we should know about the song Two Sides? This one started as a home demo recording, like most of them do, yeah. uh, in my loft. And uh, the demo, I downloaded a trial of Ableton which is a really popular recording software. And it was kind of my first go at working in Ableton. And so it has a lot of like fun, uh, just interesting synth production and stuff like that. Do you and now a own the, that, pro- that program? Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, like, yeah. The trial worked. It convinced me. Oh. But the... <laughs> Conversions. Yeah, this song is, is... A cool thing about this song, though, is a lot of the demo is still in it. We just kind of built around that demo the structure never changed it's the same thing as day one i think the vocals are the original demo vocals vocals too so cool. um yeah love i'm proud of this one too well here's brand new music from hembry the song is called two sides it's track three of the record had it all 
That was the song Two Sides from the brand new Hembry record out this Friday called Had It All. We've been joined by Isaac of the band Hembry hanging out with us for the whole show today here on the 8160 on 90.9 The Bridge. How's it going so far? It's going great. It's Halloween. It Woo! is. It's so spooky. It's, this is a <laughs> very spooky episode. There's no music spookier than a Hembry song, right? <laughs> it's like the yeah. anti-spooky music. I know. I know. <laughs> That's fine, though. I think that's be, perfect. Antithesis. I uh, love it. Yeah, our next record's going to be dark and brooding. Oh, is it? Haunting. Is it like, like... It's a Halloween-themed Chelsea album. Wolf on guest vocals with Hembry. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. I like it, too. Um, so we're previewing the whole EP. Again, it's available everywhere. You buy your digital music or listen to digital music this Friday. And they have a big gig coming up on the 25th of November. It's a Saturday night down at the Truman, the brand-new venue here down at Truman and Cherry Road in the Crossroads Art District. Um, 
The next song we're going to play is called Holy Water, but we're not going to play it yet. But we've played this a lot before. Yes, we it have. It was in rotation for a while. Yeah, and it still is. It's just not in heavy now. And oh, um, Thank you all so much. And now it's found a home on this EP, which is great. It's, it's, it's fun when it, you've been hearing a song for a while and then it properly comes out. I was listening to Beck's record Colors, yesterday. Yeah. That just came out, and I sh- awesome. showed up at my house way <laughs> so too late good. after a pre-order. But that's another story. <laughs> and uh, the second side of the record's spinning, and I'm like, man, I've been I've been hearing these songs forever. Right. Uh, but it's nice that they're on a record. The B Absolutely. side of that, re- that Beck record's pretty great. Well, that's actually also a very interesting example of a release, because he had been releasing singles before that album was complete for Absolutely. like two years. Yeah. And so that's why you heard, you know, Wow and Cully, you know, yeah, way, all jams. Yeah, and Dreams, like way beforehand. Wow. That, yeah. And Dreams on the TV. It was a very interesting way the that he released it. The production is out yeah. of control. I know so not good. everybody was into the song Wow, but I, I love that yeah, song Wow. Yeah. And I'm uh, happy it's on that record. Yep. It's a polarizing song, but it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about songwriting a little bit. Um, I had a, a conversation with Enrique Chi of making movies a long time ago, and it was we were both sitting uh, backstage after a gig, and uh, just I think he was decompressing and I was probably prying, and um, <laughs> but he was saying the, the, what he noticed the biggest difference between when his shows went from ten people to a hundred people was his songwriting. Definitely the amount of time he spent in the art of songwriting. And I've, I've said it about you for a long time. Like You guys know how to write a song. Absolutely. You guys write hooks. And it, as, as much as I like really odd and r- random stuff, you know, it, it, if you want to get play on the radio, there, it, it helps to have a hook in there. Uh, as people are driving around getting groceries, picking up their kids, or driving to school, you know, there's there's needs to be some level of enjoyment for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. And that can be found in the way of a good hook, something that as you walk out of your car, you can still hum. And um, I know back in the day um, when I was helping out a band called She's a Keeper, we played together a lot. And both of those bands, you could leave a, a show that you were part of and She's a Keeper humming a song. Yeah, they wrote very catchy songs. Because your songs as well they're catchy and there's hooks like i mean if you can speak to that for for anything and um i get a lot of emails from musicians and and so does sarah of people are like so happy to have their one song recorded Mm -hmm. and so you're putting out the second ep as hembry now and this record has five songs on it like how many songs did you write to oh, be man. on this five song EP. I don't want to exaggerate it, but I mean, definitely like 30, 30. probably. Yeah. So, and that's, you've recorded those, you have uh, a luxury that you, you record them at your home and then one of your best friends is a producer in Lawrence, yes. so you can get good one studio the time there. best producers in the area. Oh, very talented. Two, yeah. two of them, Joel Martin and Jim Barnes, both yes. uh, are just out of control and then with their talent. Also have the luxury of having... Uh, some backing and you right. go out to LA and record out there too. So you recorded 30 plus songs yes. to narrow down to five songs. Yeah. And I, I just want to say that again, you've, cause it's really important. <laughs> it I is, think absolutely. like, you know, it's when you're doing this on any level, like, cause you want it to be good. Yeah. You've recorded 30 songs 
to pick five songs for this EP. Um, I think that's important that it just it, how important it is just to be writing, just to, to, to write. Yeah, it's, I think it's the most important part of music because you can be you could be a band or a solo performer. I mean, people right now just care about the song. And uh, that's what, when I really just devoted myself to the craft of songwriting, I noticed the same thing way better. Like when we started our band, uh, everyone does it. We, we live in such like an instant gratification. Like I made something now everyone listen to it, check it out right now. Um, when I was finally patient, let my craft develop. I spent a lot of time working with Eric Hillman actually in Nashville um, is where the other our other producer is and um, the main producer of the EP and he helped me a lot he's just like take your time get it as far along as you can dedicate yourself to living with this song as long as you need to mm-hmm. and when I started to put that type of effort into my songwriting I felt like better things started happening for our band right um, and I'm more proud of how the songs have turned out. I'm really excited to share this EP with people because regardless of how it's perceived or or, or received, um, at least I know that I put my full effort into it and I'm really proud of how it turned out and and the team that worked on it. So I agree with Enrique. Uh, The biggest difference uh, when we started to see things start to go well for us was just putting more time and effort into the songwriting and making sure that every second of that song is it feels right to us. And I think also, yeah, our, our music is, is definitely, it has the hooks and things like that. And I think what happened there is I finally learned to embrace how I write. Uh, I always, you know, I was like, Oh, I want this to be like super off the wall and not saying that I can't do that ever, but I learned to embrace my writing style and try to play to my strengths and i think just finding that identity as a songwriter is an important step for any writer but yeah when bands ask me um younger bands and stuff you know how's this happening for himbry or how's this i'm just like i just worked (laughs) you you just work (laughs) well i think too you said how every second should be important and you know three minutes 21 seconds three minutes 20 seconds three minutes 17 seconds Two minutes, 54 seconds. Hey, you just wait for this album, though. Some 12-minute jams. <laughs> <laughs> the long extended version of You Look Wonderful Tonight. Yes. Um, track number four from Henry's Brandon record, Had It All, is called Holy Water. Here it is.
brand new music from Hembury. The song was called Holy Water. It's part of their brand new EP out this Friday, November 3rd. It's called Had It All. That'll be available everywhere that you buy or listen to or stream your digital music. And this week on the show, we've been joined by Isaac of the band Hembry, who's been hanging out with us for the whole hour. Say hi. Hello. It's good to be here. So we're down to the last track. But before that, I was going to talk about our show next week. Uh, next week, we have our friend Billy Brimblecom Jr. joining us. He heads up a great Kansas City-based charity. And the first time I met Billy, we were getting tacos. And uh, Billy came in. <laughs> always comes back and to the Hembry Tacos. It always it comes felt, back to tacos. It felt like he had just moved back here from Nashville. He hadn't even moved back yet. Oh, he hadn't yet. They were looking at houses, and uh, he hadn't even told me he was moving back. Well, he, he has been in projects. He was in Blackpool Lights. Um... He was in Creature Comforts. Right. He also heads up the Yacht Rock Band, which is called... Summer Breeze. Summer Breeze, which plays around town quite a bit. And my dad plays in their Elton John tribute. Nice. So I've known Billy for... I think I've known Billy for 15 years. Well, and Billy's done a lot of time behind drum kits for bands of all sort. And if you listen to this station a lot, Katie Herzig, he went out with her for quite a while as her drummer. Um, but he lives here now in Kansas City, and he started a great charity called Steps of Faith. And they work with, in the similar way that Midwest Music Foundation works with musicians who need emergency medical health care, Steps of Faith works with musicians who need help buying, getting an amputee uh, limb help. Prosthetic. Uh, Getting a prosthetic limb. Uh, People who are not insured or underinsured, trying to help them get back to living a more normal life. And it's right here in Kansas City. And it ends up that one of Billy Brimblecom's best friends is Jason Sudeikis, which isn't a bad best friend to have if you have a charity. So If you have a best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Billy and Jason have been working on this amazing event November 12th at the Uptown Theater. It's called Thundergong. On the list of performers, of course, is Jason Sudeikis. He's bringing Fred Armisen, who we had here with Middle of the Map last year so at great. the Folly, and he blew my mind. Um the Get Up Kids are going to play, Madison Ward and the Mama Bear are going to play, and next week Madison will be hanging out with us in studio as well as Billy. Um, Winona Judd's performing. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, That's so awesome. I, I can't even remember all the performers. Will Forte from Last Will Man Forte, on Earth. Matt Wirtz is performing. It's it's going to be a great night, and all the money, again, goes to charity. November 12th at the Uptown. You can go to the Uptown site or Google Thundergong. That's <laughs> one word, traditional spelling. <laughs> Uh, look it up on the Facebook <laughs> and, um, you get to hang out with, see, uh, and be part of a cool event with Jason Sudeikis hosting the night. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, but next week we'll talk more about that on the show. I wish I could be here for the show. I love both those guys, <laughs> but you got to go on tour. Got to go on tour. <laughs> That's okay. You'll have fun. Definitely a good thing to do. Um, Sarah cut me off when we're cutting close on time, but the last song is the longest song on the record at three minutes and 57 seconds. As is tradition, right, with music? It's always... Put it at the end. Yeah, put (laughs) the slow build at the end. You know, you guys have what a lot of people would look at as success right now. You're on tour. You've had some help to put this record out. Uh, You have people booking shows for you. And it's awesome to see that come to fruition after knowing you for so long and knowing how hard you've worked. Uh, so I hope you get a, a second to enjoy it. Thank you. I guess an, a one-off night in Vegas is a, a chance to enjoy it <laughs> as you're running back from uh, San Francisco to Kansas City. You're not supposed to talk about it, Chris. <laughs> well, it was documented. <laughs> it's, it was, it's probably it was on documented. Instagram. 
Um, but what's next? What what happens now in 2018? Because that's our job is instantly to ask you what's next. Yeah. So think, is there a, a music video or are, I'm sure you you never stop writing. I know that. Absolutely. And then hoping to get on some spring tours and the South yeah, by thing. That's and, the objective right now. I mean, Chris knows. He knows how to build a band. Listen to him over know, here. He's <laughs> like, so you're going to do a music video and you're going to hop on a sweet tour and then you're going to do South by. And those are actually all, all the things <laughs> that we are planning to do Good. for 2018 and somewhere in there, try to finish a full record. Awesome. Um, Cause that's, I mean, I love, as you know, I never stop writing, love writing, love recording. Um, and there's definitely something incredible about performing and playing shows with your friends. And it's a whole different energy, but I've definitely found that I love, being in the studio and just in that creative process so much. It's my favorite thing. And um, so somewhere in all of that chaos, I think we're going to try to kind of hunker down and get in the studio and, and knock another one out. Yeah. And, and hopefully we'll be able to get all the guys involved. Um, Sarah's giving us, yeah, she's giving us the, get it going. I'm a talker. I apologize, <laughs> no, but get the ward boys involved in that process and just see what we make. I think it'll be a really cool experiment. Well, here's the final track from Henry's brand new record, Had It All, out this Friday. The song is called Found. You can catch them on Saturday night, November 25th, at the Truman. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks, Thank Isaac. you all. You're Here it is. Best. Here's the music, Found. Thanks, everybody. Underneath the shadow.